Today is the 10th of June, 2022. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name, as always, is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you are joining us for the very first time, let me say thank you and welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's a mixture of prayer, scripture, and music. It's easy to pick up as we go along. Don't forget, you can download the Walking the Way prayer book and a copy of today's script. The links are in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support Walking the Way, if you'd like more information about the podcast, head to rayborrett.co.uk. Again, links for everything are in the episode notes. We always start each leg of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. So let's still our hearts. Let's come before God. And let's pray, shall we? Lord, Almighty God, you are our Father, and we are your children. We want to live for you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Strengthen and renew our hearts. When discouragement and fear try to mislead us, give us your Holy Spirit to help us again and again to hold fast, no matter what difficulties arise, so that your will is being done, for we know that your will is good. Your name will be honoured. Your kingdom will come for all nations. Your reign will come over all people, for they are all yours, and will ultimately, eventually acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to your honour, for which we give you thanks. Amen. Acts 7 verse 57 At this they covered their ears, and yelling at the top of their voices they all rushed at him. In our Acts chapter today, we're going to read about the trial and the stoning of Stephen, who'd just been appointed as deacon. And several things catch my eye as I read the chapter, and today's verse is one of them. And there are two reasons why this particular verse has stood out for me. The first is the spontaneity of all. I don't think they intended to stone Stephen. I think they were so overtaken by emotion that they simply acted. Stephen got them so angry, they simply reacted, and things got out of hand. That's not condoning their actions. It's just recognizing that we can get carried away, sometimes with disastrous results. The second thing that strikes me about this particular verse was the zeal they had. They were so incensed by what Stephen was saying that it literally drove them to the point where they had no choice but to do something about it. I'm going to say something controversial here and say that their zeal is actually commendable. I'm not suggesting for a moment that we drag those we disagree with out into the streets and we murder them. No, 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 no. I suppose what I'm trying to ask is, is when was the last time you saw, you saw something that got you so angry or got you something, something that got you so passionate that you were driven to do something about it? Maybe that's what we need zeal, passion, controlled zeal, actually. Jesus had that when he cleared the temple. We need that too. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And today we read Acts 7.
Let's pray as we approach God's Word, shall we? Heavenly Father, as we read your Scriptures this morning, help us to hear it with your wisdom and respond to it with your grace. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings today, or for the final time this week actually, are taken from the modern English version. And today I'm reading Acts 7. Then the high priest asked Stephen, Are these charges true? To this he replied, Brothers and fathers, listen to me. The glory of God appeared to our father Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran. Leave your country and your people, God said, and go to the land that I will show you. So he left the land of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. After the death of his father, God sent him to this land where you now are living. He gave him no inheritance there, not even enough ground to set his foot on. But God promised him that he and his descendants after him would possess the land, even though at the time Abraham had no child. God spoke to him in this way. For four hundred years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, God said and afterwards they will come out of that country and worship me in this place. Then he gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision. And Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him eight days after his birth. Isaac later became the father of Jacob, and Jacob became the father of the twelve patriarchs. Because the patriarchs were jealous of Joseph, they sold him as a slave into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. He gave Joseph wisdom and enabled him to gain the goodwill of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So Pharaoh made him ruler over Egypt and all his palace. Then a famine struck all Egypt and Canaan, bringing great suffering, and our ancestors could not find food. When Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our forefathers on their first visit. On their second visit, Joseph told his brothers who he was, and Pharaoh learnt about Joseph's family. After this, Joseph sent for his father Jacob and his whole family, seventy-five in all. Then Jacob went down to Egypt, where he and our ancestors died. Their bodies were brought back to Shechem, and placed in the tomb that Abram had bought from the sons of Hamart, Shechem, for a certain sum of money. As the time drew near for God to fulfill his promise to Abraham, the number of our people in Egypt had greatly increased. Then, a new king, to whom Joseph meant nothing, came to power in Egypt. He dealt treacherously with our people and oppressed our ancestors by forcing them to throw out their newborn babies so that they would die. After that time Moses was born, and he was no ordinary child. For three months he was cared for by his family. When he was placed outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him and brought him up as her own son. Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. When Moses was forty years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites. He saw one of them being mistreated by an Egyptian, so he went to his defense and avenged him by killing the Egyptian. Moses thought that his own people would realize that God was using him to rescue them, but they did not. The next day Moses came upon two Israelites who were fighting. He tried to reconcile them by saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you want to hurt each other? But the man who was mistreating the other one pushed Moses aside and said, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? 
When Moses heard this, he fled to Midian, where he settled as a foreigner and had two sons. After forty years had passed, an angel appeared to Moses in the flames of a burning bush in the desert near Mount Sinai. When he saw this, he was amazed at the sight. As he went over to get a closer look, he heard the Lord say, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses trembled with fear, but did not dare look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have indeed seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to set them free. Now come, I will send you back to Egypt. This is the same Moses they had rejected with the words, Who made you ruler and judge? He was sent to be their ruler and deliverer by God himself through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He led them out of Egypt and performed wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea and for forty years in the wilderness. This is the Moses who told the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your own people. He was in the assembly in the wilderness when the angel spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our ancestors and received living words to pass on to us. But our ancestors refused to obey him. Instead, they rejected him and in their heart turned back to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us gods who will go before us. For this fellow Moses who led us out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. That was the time they made an idol in the form of a calf. They brought sacrifices to it and reveled in what their own hands had made. But God turned away from them and gave them over to the worship of the sun, moon and stars. This agrees with what is written in the book of the prophets. Did you bring me sacrifices and offerings for forty years in the wilderness, people of Israel? You have taken up the tabernacle of Molech and the star of your god Rephan, the idols you made to worship. Therefore I will send you into exile beyond Babylon. Our ancestors had the tabernacle of the covenant law with them in the wilderness. It had been made as God directed Moses according to the pattern he had seen. After receiving the tabernacle, our ancestors under Joshua brought it with them when they took the land from the nations God drove out before them. It remained in the land until the time of David, who enjoyed God's favor and asked that he might provide a dwelling place for the God of Jacob but it was Solomon who built a house for him. However, the Lord Most High does not live in houses made by human hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of a house would you build for me, says the Lord? Or where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? You stiff-necked people, Your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. You who have received the law that was given through angels but have not obeyed it. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears and yelling at the tops of their voices, they rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, 
Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold the sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about those bits of scripture, some of those words of Luke that may have caught our attention. And then after the music, we're going to pray. Before we pray, just a reminder that we're continuing to pray for the situation in the Ukraine. Pray for our Ukrainian brothers and sisters that are involved in the fighting, those who are fleeing the fighting, but also the Russian brothers and sisters that stand in opposition to what Putin has done. Our prayer today is taken from our Walking the Way prayer handbook, and today we're going to be praying for the young people in our towns. So let's lift up the young people in our towns, our cities, before God, let shall we let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we pray for this new generation, the young men and women of today. Shine your truth into their hearts. May they hear you in music, see you in art, and experience you through the love and care of family, friends, and teachers. Heavenly Father, build your hope into their lives. May they sense this hope rise in their hearts as they encounter the power of nature, the majesty of the oceans, and the beauty of creation. Lord, come sow your wisdom into their minds. May they discover wisdom as they read their Bibles, discuss the deeper issues of life, or encounter hardships or difficulties. Come weave your love into their dreams. 
May they find vision in their interests, opportunities for their talents and aspirations for their abilities. But Lord, most of all, we pray that this new generation of your men and women might know you and love you as much as you love them. We pray for them all. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episodes can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the prayers. If you'd like to support Walking the Way, and we really would appreciate it if you would, links to our giving page and also to our subscription service is in the episode notes as well. For more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk or you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget you can also listen to us on TuneIn and Spotify. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way. Thank you.